And a name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one in the back. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Wham! Cut sap. First try. Why are you so serious? He's a fast killer. I love the smell of night pump in the morning. I'm freaking pumped. I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day. I don't know. I have a bad feeling about this. Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Good Day for a Movie podcast. We are brought to you by GD4GD. So head on over to GD4GD.com and buy some dope gear because $10 of every sale gets donated to their nonprofit partner, which is currently the Matthews House. They're a nonprofit that empowers youth and families by building trusting relationships. Their Strengthening Families program takes a holistic approach in helping at-risk families achieve stability. This helps disrupt the cycles of poverty and abuse. So like I said, head on over to GD4GD.com and buy some awesome gear. I'm Jacob. Along with me, as always, Tate. What's up? And our anonymous third co-host. Hi. <laughs> and we have a special guest. It is the next guest review. Here we go. Tyler. <laughs> Here we go. Tyler, how are we doing? Uh, I'm doing so good tonight. This is incredible. <laughs> I couldn't be more excited about this podcast. I'm not quite sure who that last guy was who announced himself. That was weird. The anonymous guy? But this is great. Yeah, nobody knows who he no, is. He's a weird guy. <laughs> but we love him. <laughs> We do. And so with all special guest episodes, that means you get to pick the movie. Wow. What an honor. First you, off. You got a, got a lot of pressure. This is a, this is a huge honor. I stressed about this. I panicked, <laughs> lost some sleep about it. Three movies is what I was, uh, I you got, tasked. you got three movies. I got three. All right. Are we ready? Yep. Let's hear it. No priority of order. We have to pick collectively. Oh, I was like, no, I thought that was the name, name of the first movie. Oh, I freaked out. Oh, okay, okay. It's like no priority of order. <laughs> no, wow. It's a 2021. Coming right. soon. First movie is 28 Days Later. Bang! <laughs> oh, it's got a bang. <laughs> wow. You got one bang from you me, got baby. One bang. Let's go. Next one. This is a wild card. This one is not so much about eating people, it's about making friends with people. It's a. <laughs> Stand by me. Ooh, I like. All right. Okay, it's a classic. Last one. This one's a little intense. Hotel Rwanda. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's that's a wild pick. I, um. Wow. My vote is going to go to Stand by Me. Hmm. I want to hear your vote first before I give mine. What is Stand by Me? It is a movie. I think it's actually written by Stephen King, but it's also based off of one of his books. It's not a scary movie. Um, no, Kiefer all. Sutherland, a few other good actresses from the early 90s, or actors from the early 90s, I'm sorry. It's kind of a coming-of-age yep. story. Question. It's about friendship. Have you seen these three? Or have, have you? Or is there one that you haven't seen? Seen them all. You've seen them all? Seen them all. Ooh, so you have... You, Will mm-hmm. Wheaton, River Phoenix, Corey Feldman, Jerry O'Connell, Kiefer Sutherland. Classic. Classic. It's a great movie. It's about well, friendship. What's, what's 1986? Which one do you remember the least? Mm, probably Stand By the Me. Longest, the longest, longest. Stand By Me? Yeah. Stand By Me. Definitely not 28 Days Later. I don't want to be scared. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tate, what do you think? 
You said stand by me? Oh. Yeah, I'll just stand by me. Well, you know your boy's vote goes towards 28 days later, but I don't even know if yes. it even matters anymore. What if it's two and two? Do we wrestle? <laughs> Do we Indian leg wrestle? I mean, we could play beer pong, but I know that Tate and Tyler would just lose oh my really quickly. God. It was one fucking game. I'll say this. Stand by me is an hour 28. 28 days later is hour 53. Yeah, probably stand by me then. All right, he, we got a daddy. Stand by we me. got a daddy yep. in the house needs to go home to his cubs. Fun fact about Tyler, he named one of his kids after me. <laughs> <laughs> not, <laughs> not really, but we'll take it. We'll play with it for tonight. Isn't one of your kids' middle wow. names Jacob? Yes. Yeah, see? Oh. I mean, do you need any more proof than that? <laughs> True that, Jacob. All right, folks, True we that. will see you on the other side. I'm We're going to go watch this movie. We're excited. Julie, do the thing. In all our lives, there's a fall from innocence. A time after which we are never the same. It happened in the summer of 1959. Want to go see a dead body? I bet you anything that if we find him, we'll get our pictures in the paper. Yeah, yeah, we can even be on TV. Sure, we'll be heroes. Yeah. Just suppose that I told the story. Do you think that anyone would have believed it? What did we think? Big fan. I yeah, liked it. I, I really enjoyed this movie. It's a movie that's been on my list for quite some time, and I'm glad that with your help, I was able to knock it out. Wow. You knew this movie existed? Yeah. Oh. I was actually given a DVD of this movie probably three years ago by my parents, and they're like, hey, you should watch this. And I just never did. I just never got the time, and I'm just, I am very glad that I have now. Okay, so quick question. The song "Stand by Me" before or after this movie? You know after. that is an after. Excellent. Any relation to this film at all? I don't think so. I'm going to go after. Stand Darling, by GTS. me. GTS that. By me. I was totally thinking Sam Smith. I fucked up there. <laughs> <laughs> Benny <laughs> King. Um, Benny King. Oh, yeah. So it was before 1961. So yes, well before. Yeah. Oh, wow, well before. 
oh. well before, but I don't. I was like scrolling through this about the film, and and so because it was a Larry King. I mean, not Larry King. <laughs> well, it's all next on Larry King Live, Stephen King movie, and um, but that what it was saying that the name of yeah the novel was called The Body. Oh yeah, that's yep. where I read that they changed the name to Stand by Me based on Rob. What was his name? A lot of kings. Was it Rob E. King? Oh, Benny King. Benny King. His song. Okay. Rob Runner's oh, the director. So, okay. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Okay. I did not know that. That's cool. Yeah, and mind blowing. I mean, they never played it in the movie. No. No. Great huh. songs, though. Yeah. Really enjoyed Yeah. I mean, a great soundtrack with the 50s music. When, when you're playing 50s hits, I mean, come on. Not much music gets better than that. These kids. Lollipop, 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 lollipop. Yeah, I mean, this cast, I'm always amazed when... Was there a single adult in the entire film? I mean, besides the parents, no. Oh, and I guess other than the the bake... The throw up baking scene. <laughs> yeah. That was a crazy little. That is one of my notes. I said that was a crazy the lard ass story was all time. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great story. Um, and I was almost threw up just watching him <laughs> chug that oil and eat that egg. Yeah, and then just gas all oil. Yeah, <laughs> oh and, and then just all the cracked chunks on his face. And, oh my god, I felt like I wanted to throw up. Gnarly. I I, th- I think the the best thing about this movie, and the, I think the reason it's so high, highly regarded, is this cast is pretty legendary because all of these kids, with the exception of River, River Phoenix, for unfortunate reasons for River, they all went on to have illustrious careers. All these kids killed it, and I actually thought River Phoenix did really good too. Like they all, I was yeah. like, these kids well, deserve some no, so Oscars. River, River Phoenix died when he was 23 from a drug overdose. Ooh. And he was supposed to be like this next big movie star. Um, I Damn, mean, that's he, unfortunate. He played a young Indiana Jones in the last crusade. Um, he was in this movie. It, there was just th- this guy. He had, he had so much hope. And I believe his death is the reason that Joaquin Phoenix got into acting. I, huh. I brought up Joaquin when we started the movie, like when we first saw River Phoenix's character. I was like, yeah, that's Joaquin's son. I Or son. Brother. <laughs> um, and I wish I would have saved that for your guys' reactions. Uh, but yeah, because I mean, I think you guys were yeah, somewhat I had flabbergasted. No, when you... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I When you said that, I was like, what? I, I thought that was pretty crazy. But, you know, talented family. Talented. He killed it. I think they made every character relatable in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. To like to like anybody like a lot of kids, I feel like I mean just boys too. I mean maybe it's relatable because we're just the boys. But um it felt like I don't know, that's just kind of like you're growing up with just a couple of your good friends and you you don't you'd be like, Oh yeah, there's always there that kid in that group and oh yeah, that was this kid and um Totally all the roughhousing and just teasing and everything. I mean, you know, I can't really relate to the smoking cigarettes and playing <laughs> poker and that stuff, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, but the friendship wise, very relatable. Absolutely. Every friend group needs a Vern and a Teddy. Like if Which you don't one was have Teddy? Was Teddy the crazy te- one? Yeah. Teddy was the God, Teddy was <laughs> Normandy <laughs> wild. I don't know who the Teddy is, but man, that kid is crazy. That is a question I have written down. 
There's four of us. Who there would were be four <laughs> kids. <laughs> Who's who? I'll take Vern. Yeah, you're Vern. Yeah, probably hundred percent. That was a given. Um, Tyler, you're probably um, what's the River Phoenix's name? Chris. The, the, the father of the group, watching over everybody. Yeah, uh, Tate. I'm crazy. not gonna lie. I feel like you're Teddy. You know, I'll take Teddy. You I'll be wild. You are very often the wild card of the group. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever yelled at anyone that I'm going to rip their head off no. and shit yeah, down their throat. Just like, but <laughs> that was an all-time line. <laughs> All right, maybe I'm Teddy. I'll take Teddy. You might be Teddy and Vern. I might be Teddy and Vern. <laughs> I think I'm Gordy? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think don't know. Gordy's the hard one to pin. Just because I think, like, I don't know. Gordy's tough. He's got a lot of emotion behind him. Yeah. I'm not sure any of us are that kind of emotional. I think we all can be at some point. Ladies, I'm very emotional. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I. Uh, it, it is the dichotomy of the four kids there, I think, is very well done because all four of them are so different. But at the same time, they're like, there's a bond there that's kind of like all four of these kids don't quite fit in into kind of normal, average, like, kids' stories. Um, I don't know so much about Vern. Vern was kind of the most normal of them all. And Vern is probably the one that we got the least backstory about. But, I mean, with Gordy. Gordy was probably the one that I think was supposed to be, like, the most, like, normal kid as far as like his older brother was like a star in co- like in high school football and his parents were like seemed like he had like the best parents out of everybody well i don't know um the most like the other ones i guess had really rough parents but yeah. um even though his dad was kind of a dick but um he he was the one that seemed like he should be the most and he would people would pin him as the most normal like good kid but he was probably the one that was the most mentally ill like he, just because of his brother yeah i, I mean his character is a a kid who goes through something that everybody hopes they never go through with losing a sibling. Um, River Phoenix's character, Chris, he's this kind of kid that all the parents think like, oh, you like you shouldn't be hanging out with him. He's a bad influence. Yep. But in reality, he's like actually like this good guy. Like, sure, he makes some mistakes, but he tries to. And people, fix him along the people way. Pin, like he, in that one, when he was talking to him, like people already pin him before anybody knows the facts. They're just like, he did it. He's like, yeah, I did do it. But the fact that nobody even asked me. Yep. And then like with Teddy, Teddy's got this dad that was at least in World War II. I think there were a couple of times where he said he actually didn't storm the beaches. But, but either way, his dad, obviously, most likely struggling with PTSD. Yeah, was an alcoholic. Beats him, alcoholic. And... Like, like I said, Vern's character just, we, we really didn't get a whole bunch of parent backstory on him. The greatest mystery coming from this movie is whatever happened to the penny jar. <laughs> yeah. I hope he, I hope he found that penny jar. No, I, I thought that these, the characters and all of them together gave off mad, um, goodwill hunting vibes. Like, um, Gordy was kind of the Matt Damon character who was the smart one, but they're all like in the rough of the bunch and poor people and all these things. And, Ben Affleck was the River Phoenix kid where he was just like, because that, that, that exact scene where they're walking on the train, the train tracks. And he's just like, you can't sit back here and hang with us. He's like, you're going to have to go on these classes. You got to do this. You can't be 
the wise kid with the, I don't know, he said something about it, but it just reminded me exactly almost word for word in different, like in different words, but like the way that the conversation went, the was exact same, the exact same yeah. as the, um, goodwill hunting where he is like, I hope there's one day that you don't knock on my door. That kind of thing. Yep. Remember how, um, what is it? Gordy hated his dad. The other one was yeah. so defendant of his dad after the, uh, junkyard scene. Teddy. Yeah. 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 It's amazing, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, it, it's a very interesting kind of characterization where it's the same type of thing as like, hey, you can, we can pick on our friends. We can pick, but you can't. Yeah. That type of deal. You mess with me, they're going to tear your head off and shit down your throat. <laughs> God, well, Teddy was maybe, crazy. Maybe not that far, Teddy but. Teddy was an animal. <laughs> every every, every group probably needs a Teddy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't want to fuck with Teddy. Hey, who's it? <laughs> Teddy's an animal. He scares the shit <laughs> yes. out of me. Crazy person. Yeah, Absolutely and just like his psycho. laughing scream that he would do. God, I don't know if he was like going to murder his friends or just was. He was crazy. <laughs> Favorite favorite quote, quote, this is the one I wrote down, and I think it was Chris. We knew exactly who we were and exactly where we were going. Wait, which one was Chris? Maybe that was Gordy. Well, or that River was Gordy. Phoenix. That's, that was River Phoenix? Yeah, River that, Phoenix that was, was like the narrator. Gordy. Yeah. Yep. I thought that was it. What was it? One more time? Powerful quote. All right. We knew exactly who we were and exactly where we were going. Anybody know who plays the old version of him, of Gordy? Oh, the uh, yeah, the dad at the end. Yeah, the writer. Mm, no. We need a crickets button. Nana. Nana. Oh, Nana. yeah. <laughs> Jaws. I'm, yeah. I'm it's Richard Dreyfus. Dreyfus. Yeah, Richard Dreyfus from Jaws. Wow. Wow. So apparently in the book, there's not really a main character. It's all just about like all four of these boys. But um, the 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 one of the guys who wanted to be a producer on it, he was just someone who read the book and was like, I want to make this movie. Went and like pitched it to a bunch of people. Stephen King was like, Stephen King said he would allow him to do it if he got paid $100,000 and 10% of the revenue, I think, or the just the box office sales, um, which they were like at the time, that was a very steep ask from Stephen King. Yeah, absolutely. But he got it, I think. And then they went and found a producer, uh, comp- like a yeah, film company to produce it and make it. Um, and the, they, like the film company wouldn't jump on it, though, unless they gave them a certain... Like he had to give them a director to work with. That was experience. And that was this Rob Reiner guy, it sounds like. Um, but Rob is the one that wanted to make it about Gordy. He said that he wanted to make Gordy the main character, um, the central piece of the movie. And he says... This movie was all about a kid who didn't feel good about himself and whose father didn't love him. And through the experience of going, uh, of going to find the dead body. Wow. That was all, the other thing. This entire movie kept forgetting that they're going to find a dead body. That's kind <laughs> yeah. of like every time I thought about it, I was like, damn, it's kind of dark. So that's like the most iconic part of this movie. And it, it's, it's kind of made its way into pop culture. The whole, Hey, you want to go see a dead body? That type of thing um, is like a, relatively like at least in like the cinema world is kind of one of those legendary quotes if you will um so and like that's the other reason i know this movie seems like their dead body was a mission 
mission to find themselves. It was the MacGuffin, yeah. if you will. It was kind of yeah. It's the adventure for finding yeah, and like and that childhood experience of just getting away from everything at home, and then that friendship that they had with themselves, and yeah, and finding that for Gordy especially it was finding himself. I think the other three were just kind of doing it just because they're kids and it's an, adve- an adventure. Yeah. But Gordy seemed like he just needed to get out. One of them was just doing it to reenact storming Normandy. Yeah, he just, yeah. He, <laughs> um, I'm glad that he didn't have the gun in the end because he probably would have popped some caps. Yeah, big time. Uh, old Kiefer would have been <laughs> no more. <Yeah. laughs> Kiefer at Sutherland, animal. I know him from kind of 24 and from... Young Guns? No, like the newest one where he's the president. Oh, yeah. Shit. What's it called? Designated Survivor. Designated Survivor, yeah. And where he's like a goody-goody two-shoe, I'm the president, but now he's just like, these mailboxes? Fuck that. <laughs> Was it, isn't he also in Shit's Creek? I don't think so. I, th- I don't know. It seemed like they played Most definitely not older characters a lot in the, in the movie. Like They what? Like the older characters seemed like they had a bigger role in the movie. The older character. Oh, yeah. the, the older boys? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I think that the director was trying to get at that because he could have played the whole movie with the younger kids. Yeah. I, I, I think it was more of just to, I think the reason for them is to kind of have, have that final conflict for Gordy to finally stand up to them because we, we see it early on when they steal his hat. And so to bring them back around and have, because originally it was River Phoenix's character, Chris, that like stood up for him and whatnot. And then Chris was still trying to do it, but I mean, he was dead in the water there. And Gordy's the one that kind of comes in and saves the day and finally stands up for himself. It could also have something to do with that part of um, friends come in and out of your life and it kind of being, this is the childhood self of these characters. And this is the late high school self of those characters. Like maybe those guys, maybe Kiefer Sutherland was a little Gordy. Uh, more likely he was a little Teddy. That's what I was thinking. About. Yeah, probably a little Teddy. I, I think it'd be more like Chris. If Chris didn't have this experience. Yeah. It makes me think of like that. Maybe small town cycle that you can like get yeah. stuck in. If you don't, you grow up in your small town and, and it, it serves as, as well as like kind of like what you were just saying there is it's like kind of a juxtaposition to these four kids who are all these good kids when you then when you like but at the same time you can like be like ah, like these kids are like going off on their own and they're having they have a gun and they're lying to their parents but when you juxtapose them with these older kids you're like oh well these kids are drinking and driving yeah <laughs> and doing all this crazy Smashing mailbox hood rat shit if I ever saw Keith or Sutherland hit my mailbox with a bat, I'm chasing him down. I'm channeling my inner Teddy. He's going down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mentioned a MacGuffin earlier. Do you guys know what a MacGuffin is? A name. <laughs> <laughs> so a MacGuffin, is, it's used in fiction. It's an object, device, or event that is necessary to the plot and the motiv- motivation of the characters, but insig- insignificant, unimportant, or irrelevant irrelevant in itself so the story so it was it, only you're, you think that like the role of the uh, older boys uh, no of the dead body uh, is the MacGuffin of the movie 
the movie isn't about going to find the dead body. The movie is about the journey to go find the dead body. Totally. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Totally. Um, I thought this was interesting. I read that um, the this was Will Wheaton, the guy that's Gordy. In 2011, he did an interview, and he said that, uh, he's talking about the film success, and he said Rob Reiner, who's the director, found four young boys who basically were the characters that everyone played. He said, I was an awkward, nerdy, shy, uncomfortable, my own skin kind of type. Um, River was cool and really smart and passionate, and even at that age, kind of like a father figure. Um, Jerry was one of the funniest people I'd ever seen in my life. Was Jerry the Vern or was Jerry Teddy? Jerry was Vern. Jerry, oh, yeah, because then, all right, here's, this, here's the next one. He said, um, and Corey was unbelievably angry and in an incredible amount of pain and had an absolutely terrible relationship with his parents. So, that, I mean, seeing those kids, because I was wondering, I was like, man, that'd be tough roles for these kids to play. Yeah, but they, they were into it. They, seems like they live it. They lived it. <laughs> totally. So, huh, I guess good on the director, but... It was nominated for um, Best Adapted Screenplay. Didn't say it win. At the Oscars? Yeah. But. I loved how they all picked each other up at so many times. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Just a brotherhood. Yep. Oh, yeah, this is. Well, that was like the, I mean, they'd, they'd wrestle, they'd fight, they'd do all these things constantly, like sometimes even at each other's throats, but then like yeah. the next scenes, like it's just, yeah, it's just boys. Took the male friendship in such a true light where it's so much... Guys can fight and call them their friends idiots and morons or whatever. But at the end of the day, we all kind of have this understanding and realization of like, oh, like for the most part, we're, we're just messing around about that stuff. And like when the chips go down, we're there to pick each other up. That was like when Teddy was wanted to do the, the train dodge. Oh, man, that and a little anxiety <laughs> in that scene. Not, not as much as the train bridge scene, but both both of them, I was like, holy crap, but yes, go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just saying, like, in that right after that, and Teddy was just pissed, and he was just, like, he was just ready to storm off, ready to fight, and, like, going through, like, when you're a kid, you go through so many moments like that. Like, I remember moments where you're just, like, so pissed at your friends, and you're like, oh, wow, I'm no way I'm ever seeing these kids again. Mm -hmm. I hate you. And then, like, two hours later, you go back outside, and you're like, hey, you want to go play some football? <laughs> yep. And, like... It, it's amazing, like, just, like, the... I, I love the whole, like, give me like give me some skin thing yeah. that River, like, did with him. Because he's like, as soon as we do this, like, we're good. And it it didn't take until the end of the movie, but it took it until the end of the movie for that to be resolved in the movie. But I, I, I think it's such a poignant point of the film about it. It really just hits the nail on the head of kind of these male friendships. Like if you had to summarize it in one action, it'd be skin. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the male relationship. And everyone knows that pinky promise is the most sacred thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He was just in like swearing your mother's life. And he was like, all right. He was like, all right, now pinky promise. And yeah. that was one of the swaggiest <laughs> pinky promises I've ever seen in my he life. Like, he didn't, he didn't blink when he said swear on your mother's name. He's like, yeah, whatever. And then if she's said, going to help because you lied. His eyes kind of got big. He was like, shit. This guy wants a pinky promise? <laughs> I mean, if he was lying, that'd be a broken pinky. So my next comment, the EPA may shut us down after this. Oh, boy. We need to burn that swamp with the leeches because that was messed up. Up. That was one of the few other notes I had. The leech scene is my nightmare. Burn it 
down. I'm, EPA, call me. Text me. Burn it. Down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, leeches are just... I've never encountered a leech, and I never want to. That is scary. And then to end up on his balls? Come on. Leech on the crotch. You don't want that. No. That's the last thing you don't want. That was a little too that was a little graphic, too. It was just like all the blood and the leech. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, was, God. Oh. Ugh. Brutal. And then they were fighting the next scene. Yeah. <laughs> back to normal. Yep. Totally back to normal. And just walking along that, the railroad tracks. I, just, I love the adventure throughout the whole thing. Yeah, I love the kind of, I mean, it gives you some like nostalgia a little bit of just yeah. like you with your boys. Um, just going out just for hours, yeah. days, two days. No plan. Just no plan. finding something that you want to do. Go find a dead body. You know, for us, it was going to get a Slurpee, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> going to Qdoba in, in between <laughs> classes for Qdoba breakfast. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really, you know, smoke cigs. I, I'm like, what was the line that he says? Like, yeah, nothing like a cigarette after, like dinner. after dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I was ever saying that when yeah. I was 13, but. Or 25 for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the times have changed. <laughs> or how the turns have tabled. Do you guys remember when they bought like a whole bunch of meat, a whole loaf of bread and four Cokes for $1.75? Yeah. He was like, well, there was like how much money you got. And he had seven cents. And like <laughs> together they had two dollars and fifty cents, and they're like, "All right, we're pretty good. All right, we're golden. We're gold. Can you buy a <laughs> milkshake for a dollar seventy-five? I think we've learned that the real enemy is inflation. Boo inflation. <laughs> Boo. And technology. It all it all went oh, yeah. downhill after we uh, went off the gold standard. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do we rate this? Yes. How do we rate Sh- it? Should we move into some scores here? How Anybody we, else have anything else? What's the scores here? I do have one quick thing. My favorite part of the entire movie was that little conversation between Gordy and Chris Chase River, whatever, uh, when he was. they had that little side conversation about how his dad doesn't know him. And he was like, your dad doesn't know you. Like, we know you. And that whole... Uh, the point of it being that your friends nurture who you are and your passions and your parent. Uh, that was such a beautiful conversation. And I, that yeah, was kind yeah, of the like biggest your, point your I took nur- away from Your it. friends and your friend groups nurture you just about as much as like your parents can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like it was perfectly emphasized through Gordy because like his dad very obviously lost affection for him, which was... Not and his cool. mom, for that matter. And his mom, yeah. Both of his parents lost affection for him, really for no good reason. And it was cool to see his friend, who's abused by poor father, saying, you know what, our parents don't know us, but we know each other. And it is kind of going back to what you guys were saying about how your friends are kind of your parents in a way. And... That, that was a message I took away from it. So, Well, and the, one, the one thing that I, I could go on off of that, the one thing I liked is that at the very beginning, I didn't know that it, like, maybe it was just me, but I thought the narrator was just going to be in. I totally forgot that it was that they showed him in, in oh, the yeah. future. Oh, yeah. I did, I did when too. He was I, an I adult. realized about halfway like, through. Because I so. thought, like, I just, it was like, oh, it's just this narrator narrating these kids' adventure. And then later I was like, oh, wait, this is all about Gordy. Like, this is Gordy telling this story how it is. And I didn't realize that until later. But I think that at the last scene, where Gordy was sitting in his house, like nice house. He clearly looked like he was doing well. Um, that's kind of like the epitome of what um, 
River wanted for him. He was just like, you know what? You have the best chance. He's like, you're smart. He's like, you can go to a good school. You can succeed in life. He's like, so go do that. Why don't you go do that? Um, and then, and if like the, if this adventure wouldn't have happened, then all of these things and all these um, events all together, um, and him built his, that confidence to go do that. Like he said, I think there's the last thing that he typed in that on the screen where it was like, um, yeah, that was like, uh, what was it? it was, I've never had as good of friends as I did when I was 12. And he's typed even to Jesus who does. Yeah. Yeah. But it was something about, I think those are who gave him the confidence and who made him who the writer that he is today, like sitting in the seat that he was like, you wouldn't be there without them. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. That's great, All right. Shall we move on to scores? I will give the aggregators and then we'll give our scores. So Rotten Tomatoes, 91%. IMDb. Ooh, fuck Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> IMDb. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> IMDb 8.1 out of 10 and Metacritic 75 out of 100. Those are some high ratings. Yep. Wow. That's what I was just thinking. Wow. I um I agree with the highness of those ratings. I I really enjoyed this movie. I I don't think it's the best movie I've ever seen in my life, but I think pretty much everything was done to at least par. And for that reason, I'm giving it an 85 out of 100. Tate. I'm going to stick with, I think I like this film. Um, I liked it. Good, feel good, coming of age type film. Yeah, it made you think back to growing up with you and your friends in the neighborhood. But um, yeah, I think it was good, but not like the best movie I've ever seen. So I'm going to say nice round 80. I've been tossing. And I had to think like... What parts of this movie just makes me want to give it a high score? And only one came to mind. It was filmed in Oregon. <laughs> Boo. Wow. <laughs> what could be better? What better? Oh, beautiful. So it's an 8.4 for me. Okay. Can you guess where it was filmed? Like the city? The town? Castle Rock? Castle Rock is actually a fake place Ooh, not a big oregonian are you <laughs> it said that uh castle rock oh, is made shit. up and it was actually they filmed it they did most of the filming in brownsville oregon which stood for the fictional town of castle rock yeah couldn't tell you where that is either and it was <laughs> brownsville is also where the throw-up scene was filmed Oh, <laughs> anywho, Oregon, number one in the world, 8.4. That's my vote. Tyler, out of 100. Gentlemen, you know, I recommended this movie. Yep. I'm going to go a, a, a 90. A 90. Ooh. I like 90. This uh, is a quality movie, quality plot, not a lot of animatrix, not a lot of staging, very simple, guided, basic. So I'm going to give it a 90. I like it. Is this very simple about life and the beautiful moments that life, we got growing life up. lesson, and I will always cherish, to this day, friendship. Absolutely. I love yeah, that. This, this is that. This is the kind of movie that just makes you be like, wow. You know? There is something really beautiful about it being pretty much acted by kids. Like, yeah. not often is that a very good movie. That's why I was like, this movie I wish was, or I hope was nominated for some stuff, because these kids did good. Absolutely. 
All right, and so that's going to be an average score of 84.75. Anybody else have anything else they want to add on? All right, folks, that is going to do it for today. If you have thoughts or questions, you can shoot us an email at gd4ampodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at gd 4 that's the number four, same as the email there, gd.movies. Again, gd4gd.movies on Instagram. We're also on Twitter at gd4gd underscore movies. And we would love for you to leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you listen on that takes reviews, but especially on Apple Podcasts. That's the one that's going to help us out the most. That's what advertisers look at. And just make sure they're all five-star reviews. If you have something negative to say, shoot us an email. Or you can leave it in the review, but make sure it's five stars. All right, we will catch you next week. If you don't give us five stars, I'm going to rip your head off and shit down your throat. (laughs) All right, I'll take Terry. (laughs) Don't make us go looking for another dead body. (laughs) All right, we will catch you next week at the movies. When the night has come And the land is dark And the moon is the only light we'll see No, I won't be afraid Oh, I won't be afraid Just as long as you stand Stand by me So darling, darling, stand by me Oh, stand by me Oh, stand Stand by me Stand by me If the sky That we look upon Should tumble and fall Or the mountain Should crumble To the sea I won't cry I won't cry No, I won't Shed a tear Just as long as you stand, stand by me And darling, darling, stand by me Oh, stand by me Oh, stand now Stand by me, stand by me your rating go back <laughs>